Well, good morning, church. I'm so glad you could join us for this short podcast message uh, today. Really hope your week's going well. Hey, we're 10 days in to the nationwide lockdown, and uh, perhaps now that initial rush and confusion is past, maybe you're settling into a rhythm that just works for you. While you're doing that, can I encourage you to check out some of the resources that we're providing for you in the coming weeks? So on the Alexandra Baptist Church website, that's getting regularly updated with links to a whole bunch of online sermons from around the world. There's even some uh, Bible study options there you can check out. Perhaps you could uh, watch them on your own and then maybe discuss some of those questions online with your home group or over the phone or something like that. Um, yeah, just whatever works for you. There's also a connection to a theological college called Pathways. They've put a lot of their courses online for free. So yeah, really do check out some of those options. And keep in touch with uh, our other channel, uh, the Alexandra Baptist Church Facebook page. Maybe you might want to like that or follow that. But each day for the next few weeks, we'll be posting a Bible text or a quote, just something to encourage you during the season. And look, you're welcome to share that with anyone you think could just do with a boost. Keep your eye too on your email inbox. We'll be sending out some updates just uh, across the church in the days to come. You know, it's, it's fascinating this whole lockdown has really accelerated us moving online as as a society. You know, don't get me wrong, people have been using the internet for a long, long time for all sorts of things. Social media, for online shopping, for directions when they're lost on Google Maps, or maybe even a recommendation for a restaurant. But I really think this lockdown has accelerated people looking online. And, and not just for entertainment too, but for information. So the other day I saw on the news that there's been an upsurge in people asking questions online about COVID-19, about the coronavirus. And I managed to track down a list of popular questions that people have been typing into Google. So here's what some people have been searching for on Google. One of the top questions is, how is coronavirus spread? Another one is, how long can coronavirus last for on surfaces? Can I catch coronavirus from letters and packages? Should I wear a face mask? Now, you maybe uh, have, have asked similar questions, but there's a bunch of other questions people have been asking, which are just really quite fascinating. One of the top questions people have been typing into Google is, how much toilet paper will I need? Should I disinfect my groceries? Should I wash my tin cans? Can I get coronavirus from my pets? Can I go fishing? And how long do I have to self-isolate for? I don't know, it's fascinating what people search for. But you know, the truth is not every question can be answered by Google. And uh, there's questions in life that are much bigger, much broader, much deeper than even just this COVID-19 pandemic. Questions around purpose, around meaning, around future, around our place in the world. And I think if we're honest, we all have to confront those questions at some point in our life. Perhaps you've asked those questions. Perhaps you're still asking those questions. And I want to encourage you that you are not alone. As I read through the Bible, I see a host of people asking those really big questions. Take the Old Testament, for example, the patriarchs. 
people like Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses. They asked big questions of God. They questioned his provision, his future plans. Or the prophets like Habakkuk or Jeremiah, they questioned the wisdom of God. They questioned the timing of God. The psalmists like David and other musicians, they questioned who had access to the presence of God. They questioned where was God when he felt like he was distant. They questioned the state of their own soul. Even Job, perhaps one of the foremost examples of questioning, he asked in uh, chapter 7, is not all of human life a struggle? And you know, those people and, and heaps of other characters from the Old Testament, through their challenges, through their crises, through their struggles, through their suffering, they were people who asked big questions of God. In the New Testament, a whole lot of people ask questions, particularly of Jesus. So in Mark chapter 6, Jesus is in his hometown and he's teaching and he's healing. And the local people say, isn't this just Mary's son? Isn't this guy just a carpenter? Well, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus and his followers are uh, on a boat on a lake and they get caught in a fierce storm and, and his followers are just terrified. And so Jesus stands up and he speaks to the storm and everything calms down and his followers are even more terrified and they ask, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus is approached by a wealthy man and, and this man asks, what must I do? to inherit eternal life. You know, these and, and countless other people, when they encountered Jesus, they had questions. They had big questions. Well, well, I just want to zoom in for a minute on an encounter where Jesus actually asks the question, where he flicks the switch. And, and I find this fascinating because as the one and only Son of God, you'd think Jesus would have all the answers. I mean, he was there at the very beginning of creation. He knows how everything is, what its place is, where its purpose. He knows how the universe works. And yet, as I've read through the biographies of Jesus, particularly uh, the gospel according to Mark, it seems like Jesus is the one asking the questions. And so in Mark chapter 10, uh, you might want to read along with me if you have a Bible there. Jesus and his followers are, are traveling through ancient Palestine. And this is what we read, Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 46. They, that's Jesus and his followers, spent some time in Jericho. As Jesus was leaving town, followed by his disciples and a parade of people, a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus was sitting alongside the road. When he heard that Jesus the Nazarene was passing by, he began to cry out, Son of David! Jesus, mercy, have mercy on me. Many tried to hush him up, but he yelled all the louder, Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped in his tracks. Call him over. They called him. It's your lucky day. Get up. He's calling you to come. Throwing off his coat, he was on his feet at once and came to Jesus. Jesus said, What? can I do for you? You know, there's, there's an element of ridiculousness in this whole scenario. Jesus is standing in front of a blind beggar and he asks, what can I do for you? I mean, I mean sure, logically, Bartimaeus, he could have said, hey, look, could I have some new clothes? 
uh, you know, these ones are a bit ratty. Or could you spare some change? You know, put some coins in my cup for lunch. Oh, I haven't had McDonald's for ages, and I'd just love to chomp down on a camel burger. Look, he could have he could have asked for a, a new chariot or a bigger house or the latest iPhone or whatever. But the reality is, a blind person wants to see. He doesn't want all that materialistic stuff. He just wants to see. And that's exactly what Bartimaeus replies, reading from verse 51. Jesus said, what can I do for you? The blind man said, teacher, I want to see. On your way, said Jesus, your faith has saved and healed you. In that very instant, he recovered his sight and followed Jesus down the road. You know, it's a miraculous healing. This blind man can now see, and it must have been hugely impressive for the crowd. They'd seen this, this blind beggar stumble up to Jesus. And then in an instant, he gains his sight back. He gets perfect 20-20 vision and he follows Jesus down the road. It must have been mind-blowing. But this encounter is a picture of a deeper reality Jesus is trying to illustrate. You see, despite his physical blindness, Bartimaeus had spiritual insight. In verse 47, you'll see, Bartimaeus acknowledged Jesus as the son of David. This was an ancient title for the Messiah, for the person that the Jewish people believed would save them from foreign oppression. The person the Jews believed would establish a kingdom just like their ancestor David. But interestingly, unlike the crowd, Jesus does not silence Bartimaeus. In fact, Jesus accepts that title. He says Bartimaeus has got it right. Jesus, I am the Messiah, but not just of the Jewish people, of the whole world. You see, Jesus recognizes that not only does Bartimaeus have spiritual insight, but he has faith. He believes. He believes that Jesus is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he will do. So let me ask you a question this morning. Do you have faith? Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? That Jesus can do what he says he can do? You know, this whole global pandemic that we're in, it's really challenging a lot of assumptions that we have around Western civilization, Western culture. You know, people have a high degree of uncertainty. There's anxiety, there's stress, there's worry. People are asking questions about a virus, about the health system, about the economy, about their jobs, about their lifestyle. But in the midst of all that confusion, in the midst of all those questions, Jesus asks, what can I do for you? What can Jesus do for you? I'd encourage you to take some time to think about how you'd respond to Jesus' question. Perhaps you are seeking a miraculous healing. Perhaps you need spiritual insight. Perhaps you need peace or hope. Or joy. Maybe you need strength just to get through the day. Or wisdom for the big decisions that you have to make. Can I encourage you to let Jesus know what he can do for you? Call out to him. Cry out to him. Pray to him. And respond in faith. Believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And trust that he can do what he says he can do. 
you know, on our Facebook page, you'll find a link to a playlist that uh, one of our worship leaders has put together for you. And I uh, really want to highlight a particular song on that list. It's called Give Me Faith. It's the last one on the playlist. And the chorus in Give Me Faith says this. Give me faith to trust what you say, that you're good and your love is great. Now that's a real declaration of God's goodness and his grace. Even when we're struggling, even when things are tough, even when we're confused and asking questions. And so I encourage you to maybe listen to that song, uh, sing along if you know the words, and take some time to respond to Jesus' question. What can I do for you? Hey, thanks heaps for listening. Just want to uh, remind you that the uh, Alexander Baptist Church leadership team, we are here to support in whatever way we can. So if you want to talk uh, to anybody about something that's going on at the moment, feel free to get in touch with myself or someone from the team. We really pray that God blesses you heaps as you put your trust in him.